All right, everyone, welcome back to our uh, No Gear Required podcast. I was with me, Jay Zabalos, also his brother, Mike Zabalos, the brain behind this. Without him, no podcast. And it's been a while, but the good thing is it's twice as better because here I have two brothers from the 10th planet. I have Rich Martinez and Gio Martinez. Hey. Well known by the Freak Brothers. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> and I can tell their jiu-jitsu is very, very freak danger. That's yeah. for sure. Oh, yes. Man, that's, I can't believe it. I'm having all you guys over here. And uh, let's go Let's go right right on the beginning over here. I remember a f- few years back, as we were, we were talking to Eddie right before, he came back to me and he was so impressed. He's like, <laughs> man, Ginger. We have to take our students to start doing the break dance. <laughs> Those guys, man, you have no idea. And I, I had no idea what he was talking about. And you guys start training, and right from the bat, it was like such an incredible body coordination ability. And you guys fit in right away, yes, which sir. take us years to teach people the right movement, the coordination, you guys just jump in. Yes, sir. I want to go, oh, welcome, Gio. I want to hear from you, man. I, I guess you start before your older brother, right? Yeah, I actually uh, started a little bit before my older brother, uh, Boogeyman. I just, you know, um, you know, at that point, we were already established dancers. We were already established dancers. We were a little older. I was about 20 years old. I think Richie was like 20. 26, about to put 10, 27. Yeah, so yeah. we were a little older already. You know, we, we already spent pretty much our whole life just dancing and Honestly, we just hit a point that we, we needed something different, something new. And they say jiu-jitsu saves lives. And honestly, jiu-jitsu just fell out of nowhere and came into our lives and changed our lives forever, man. And once I started training jiu-jitsu, it was just like a natural thing because it's very similar to b-boying and dancing. You know, the body awareness, the body coordination, it just made sense to me. So I had to make sure I had to get my brother involved as well. Yeah, and, and it was very easy just because, you know, through breakdancing, you become a master master of your own body, you know what I'm saying? Like, you start understanding your body in different ways that nobody else can, and I feel that transferred directly into jiu-jitsu. And, man, it, it was impressive, too. And if correct if I'm wrong, Gio, I think uh, they invited you to teach a dance class correct. in a gym. Correct, yeah. And they already have 10th Planet classes in that gym. That's correct. Yeah, they, uh, it was 10th Planet Vista. They already, it was, I, I uh, grew up in Vista, which is like North County, San Diego. I was already living there. That's where our family's from. And um, they opened up a 10th Planet Vista, which was, uh, I was I was curious about it. I didn't really know too much about it. I knew a little bit about jiu-jitsu and martial arts, but I just felt it just passed <laughs> me by already. You know, I just, I didn't think it was, I just thought it was too late for me, honestly. And I was a little intimidated by it. And I had a different understanding of what MMA and Jiu-Jitsu was all about. I used to think it was more like more like meatheads. You know what I mean? I didn't think it was like artsy. And no, I was a, lo- a lot of smart people do Jiu-Jitsu. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now I know. Now I know the best guys are the artsy, <laughs> creative guys, you know? I didn't know that at first. You know, I was just, I just thought like tap out, you know, like the stereotype, you know? And, and I think in the beginning, the, the message that people got was exactly that way. So I was a little intimidated because I was like, I don't know if I can fit in this world, but I was always interested in martial arts just you know, just the way it felt. And me and my brother uh, loved wrestling growing up. We never wrestled, but we always wrestled each other. And we watched, like, WWE, WWF. That, no, like, we so, all did. It's, you know, it's yeah. awesome. So we're on to that. And that, that we were always into it, but, you know, we just never tried anything. And honestly, when we were younger, you know, our, my mom, my single-parent mom couldn't afford to put us in jiu-jitsu or MMA or, or boxing and stuff like that. So we couldn't really do that when we were younger. But once we got the opportunity, like I said, they opened up a tent planet in Vista, they gave us the chance to teach dancing there because the owner wanted his kid to learn how to dance. His kid didn't want to learn how to do jiu-jitsu. He wanted to dance, but he wanted to do some kind of masculine dance. And yes. I guess break dancing was masculine to him. And he asked me if I wanted to, I met him through a mutual friend. He asked me if I wanted to teach and I'll be able to train classes for free. At that point, Sean Bollinger, which was Eddie Bravo's second black belt, was teaching a school. Yes, there. He yes. was teaching there like on the weekends, and um, you know, I took advantage of it. I didn't know what was gonna happen, but honestly, it was the best decision I ever made in my life. Yeah. And then, not to feel alone, you brought your big brother. Well, what happened, <laughs> to be honest, it's not that I really brought him in. At this point, Richie moved away. He was uh, living somewhere else, I think in, um, 
Monterey Bay. So I went from Monterey Bay, and then from Monterey Bay, I moved to Downey, Downey yes, area. Yes. And um, you know, he was kind of doing his own thing, and um, I just we we met up for the holidays, and we're so used to wrestling each other since we were growing up, and. I just knew I had this new thing called jujitsu, and I was like, I'm gonna try this against him. See, <laughs> see, see if it works. This is my big brother. He always, you know, beat me up, dominated me. So we started just rolling, and um, obviously jujitsu won. You know, and my brother was really impressed, even though he he put up a good fight. It just, <laughs> I was just technical, you know. And he couldn't believe it, but he respected it instantly, just like I did. And I, after that, he moved back. Pretty much, right? A yeah, yeah. I, I moved back, started teaching a little bit of breakdancing there as well. Um, got a job like at a warehouse, like um, just to move back. There you go. Yeah, I, I got a, a job at, like at a warehouse just to move back so I could kind of pay rent and stuff like that. Me and my girl got an apartment and then, um, we started training every day, like literally like 6 a.m. class. Then we'll go to on my lunch break, I would go train, and then after work, we'd go train again, you know, and, and it, it was just... It, it got on you guys. It, it became very fast, addictive, fast. and... I couldn't it was, believe it. And it was one of those things. We weren't training, like, once a day, like every other day. We were training, like, two, three times a day, every single day, like, Monday through Sunday. Like, But a lot of people don't realize, sometimes you see a lot of guys improving so fast. It's become they train, they train more. For sure, for sure. Not only they have their ability, but... People train once or twice a week. You guys training twice, three times a day. Yeah, right. it was I mean, very addictive. One week for you is a month and a half for non, all the people. For sure, there. for sure. It was very addictive. You know what I'm saying? It, it, I never felt this kind of addiction for anything else. Like I fell in love right off the bat, and I just like couldn't get away. You know, like as soon as I was able to, like I got my girl to start doing jujitsu as well, and that was very easy for me because I didn't have to just. You know, I, I could always be at the gym because she was there with me. Yeah, yeah. As you guys mentioned, doing the dance before, the coordination, the body, the control, what else did you guys feel was something similar between both worlds? Because the additions you guys brought in into the jiu-jitsu, because a lot, of, a lot of the moves that you did in the beginning, people looked like, what is that? Yeah. And came from the dance that you, you've done quadrazillion times. How was that merge? Of the two worlds for you guys. So breakdancing is all about originality. You have to be original, you know. So not that we were doing original moves, but our transitions were different. You know what I'm saying? We were doing transitions that we've never seen before ourselves. And we're just trying to come up with different ways to get to the back, different ways to get to the arm bar, to get to the Kimura. So it was basically trying to be as creative as possible, but not because we we're, let's be creative. It was just because that's what we're used to. We're yeah. used to just coming up with new different things, new different ways to get fun. to the next move. You know what I'm saying? Like so for us to be creative is fun, yeah. you know, to try new combinations, like to flip the move, you know, of course, like we learned a strong foundation. We're learning from Eddie Bravo. He was making sure we we're learning our strong foundation. But us as being artists, naturally, we want to flip the move and be like, well, what if you do this and that? And I think just having that creative mind allow us to see different techniques that other people weren't looking for or weren't, you know, even trying to look for, I guess. We weren't really trying for it. Just, we just always it saw just things differently. It, yeah. it, it's, not, it, it's not just that you guys became a part of the jiu-jitsu world. You make the jiu-jitsu world become part of you guys. Yes, 100%. Which you guys already have so much in the dance world. Right. And that's why it came some, I never seen that before. And you guys, oh, we do that all the time when we <laughs> dance. Yeah. And you, you brought that style of dance into your jiu-jitsu game. True. Which, which became later copy for a lot of people sure, down the road. Sure. And, and honestly, that's what made it fun for us. You know saying? That's what made it addictive that you were able to just to express yourself on the mats, you know? You can be creative and, and have fun with it and still be effective and efficient. Very, very much. That's always my next question to you guys. A lot of people think you just science only. You know, like it's all science and mathematical stuff. I think that's part of it, but the other part is creative. You can't really explain that. You know, it's more it, about it, individuality. It's, it's your body feeling. It becomes feeling. It's a new feeling that you add into your life, yeah. jujitsu. Like a lot of different emotions, yes. jiu-jitsu becomes another feeling into your life. And, and you guys are proof of that everything is possible. As you just mentioned, uh, it was hard for me in early days to pay for the school and everything. 
now you guys own <laughs> your own school. I don't know. I went to both of you guys' yes. schools. Very, very successful. Hundreds of people I saw over there. I, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Is is going open? The whole neighborhood is yeah. here. <laughs> and it was, it was amazing because you guys, I think when we learn jiu-jitsu, we always end up as teachers putting part of ourselves into our class. And you guys create such an amazing community in each one of you guys' school. And not just the great techniques, but it's the community you guys create. Because yes. I went over there, I felt, uh, and we all need that, man. A lot of love, For a sure. lot of friendship, 100%. a lot of light, a lot of people are happy to be there no matter yeah. what. How, how is that for you guys that start with nothing? Now you guys looking back, it's like, man, you are able to help other people like you guys are doing right now. Man, it's a beautiful thing. But one of the reasons why is because we try to keep that brotherhood going. You know what I'm saying? Like me and my brother, like we kind of came up together. So we kind of try to keep everybody on that same level. I never feel that I'm like above any of my students. I feel that we're like in the same level. I'm trying to do what you're trying to do. I'm just teaching you the stuff that I know. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But I've never, I'm never like... Like I, I, I never try to put myself above them. I always try to keep myself equal, and I feel that that makes them feel like more like brothers and sisters. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I feel like it creates a better community that way, and, and, and it's because I don't feel I'm. I, I, I don't you have, know what we call that respect. Respect, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. You guys respect the others, and the others respect you guys so much. And uh, that was the feeling I got from all of your students among towards you guys. Yeah. It's not like bad or worse. It's just man. He's my best friend. For sure, yeah. for sure. And I mean, for both of you. And that's what it is. Like, you know, our students are making our dreams come true. You know, we're, we're got to be grateful for what we have coming up from not too much, you know. We're very grateful. Like, sometimes uh, it, it trips me out. We're like, whoa, this is, like, happening. We visualized this a couple years ago. Some people believed in us. Some people doubted us. But we kind of focus, uh, you know, our, our goals and what we wanted and we're doing it. And sometimes you got to just sit back and appreciate what you have. And I think when you can appreciate what you have, it's easier to kind of spread that good energy and people could feed off that energy. People know that me and my rich are super grateful to be able to and, live this lifestyle. And it, it, it's not about we start something there now. No, it's, I think as I follow through the success we have, did you guys ever imagine traveling around the world, getting paid to do what you like to do? to go represent yourself, represent your flag, represent jiu-jitsu, and do so well. We're looking back, like, man, I never thought. Yeah. But you guys made possible with the everyday work, the support, the respect. How was that for you guys? Suddenly, it's, it, it's literally almost surreal. Like It's almost like you can't even believe it. You know what I'm saying? It's how, how, how am I getting paid to do my favorite thing in the world? It's <laughs> yeah, almost yeah. like, it's like, it's like, like, Think about it like a guy is like, I love eating and I'm going to just get paid for eating. You know what I'm saying? It's the same <laughs> thing. It's like, I love jujitsu so much. And it's like, man, I, I'm, I'm providing for my family, for, 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 for my wife, my kid, my mom, my, my family. And it's just like, it, it's crazy. It's, it's almost like I can't even believe it. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, I'm grateful for it every single day. You know what I'm saying? I don't take it for granted. You know, there was a time two years ago that we're like, are we ever going to be able to do this again? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I already knew, like, you can't take that for granted. You yeah, know what I'm saying? It yeah. could be taken away in and, a heartbeat, you know? And I, and I think I, tell, I told all my students that we are above average in terms of people because we have our community. For sure. And I think everybody through these past two years went to all to the bottom of everything. Wow. And I think jiu-jitsu was the only thing that kept them in this 100%. planet. 100%. And I think you guys suddenly realize, like, man, we are on the leadership, on the leader ahead of everyone here to make sure everybody's okay. 100%. You know what I mean? It was very challenging in everyone, but you guys understood your position at that particular moment. Uh, and you just have to overcome these obstacles, you know, because it's not easy to do what we do. A lot of people see, you know, us they on see top. the results. Right, they, they don't see the, see results. the exactly. 6 a.m. class or the 5 exactly. a.m. class. and Sleeping in the couches, you know, like a lot of sacrifices we had to make, you know, eating what we can to just have energy for, you know, literally when we started to do to, you know, I had no money at all. You know, like we, I was already 23 years old. I have no clue what I was doing with my life. You know, I just love art. I love dancing and I was good at dancing, but that could only take me so far. And I didn't really capitalize on it like the way I should have. When jujitsu came, we made sure we capitalized on it the right way. You know, we did it the right way. Instead of, we, we tried to build a, a, a real family, a real strong core that, that was gonna really 
being family, you know what I mean? Because I think building a team is different than building like a, a family that people come in and they feel like they're a part of something. Do, do you know the feeling I have when you guys in school, both of you guys and one went to the deal is you guys have that perception what Jiu-Jitsu gave it to you. Right. And you guys are not keeping that for you. You guys are now giving that to so many other people because you know the value that changed your life how many other people now you guys are able to push and say, hey, 100%. this is going to change your life. Trust me. That I've been there and right? I've done that. That feels right? good. That feels more rewarding than almost me getting what I, you know, traveling and being able to travel the world and get paid for stuff like that. Like, it sometimes feels better just giving back to people. That's so rewarding, right? I never thought that growing up. You know, you, you don't think that. Now that I'm a little older, you start realizing, man, there's some satisfaction making other people happy. Crazy. It changes their lives the same way martial arts, special jiu-jitsu change yours. Want to give it back? Now let, let me back. ask you guys, and I'm I pretty much show probably was same or I believe is a different experience. How was that first time you guys met Eddie Bravo? How uh -huh. is it? For for me, I met him at a tournament, and the first thing he said, he, I told him, "Hey, I'm I'm Gio's brother." He already knew Gio. Um, he met him, I think, one time previous of, of me, and he's like, I'm going to call you Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> and I was like, what? And I'm like, all right. And then he's all like, because of your beard. I was like, I get it. And I'm like, but I already got a nickname, but that's cool if you want to call me that. And he's like, what's your nickname? And uh, he's like, I'm like, boogeyman, it's through dancing. He's like, I like that one better. And I was like, thank God. I was like, yes. Like, that was the first thing he ever told me. I was like, oh, thank God I'm not Abraham Lincoln. So, <laughs> What about you, G? <laughs> um, you know, every, every every year, Eddie throws the Temple and Holiday Party. And I believe the first or second year he ever hosted was the first year I was active. And um, before I even competed or Eddie ever seen me compete, we just got invited to the holiday party, so I was like, let's just go. We, we ended up going with the Templar and Vista crew. Most of them are black belts now. And when we went over there, Eddie, the first thing he saw is he just like, hey, are you guys in a music band? Because we just had like color hair, long hair. We look like we're in a rock band. He said, hey, are you guys, what, what instruments do you guys play? He thought we were really in a band. We're like, no, nah, we're, we're dancers. He said, well, you guys are the break dancers from Vista? Let me see what you got. And then he pretty much pulled out his phone and made us dance in front of the whole party. And then he put that in the MTS. And that was the first time I ever met Eddie. And he, he talked about it. He's like, man, these guys are going to be good. And then right after, he puts the video of me competing for the first time ever. And it was like when he actually saw me compete. But the first time I met him was at a party. And um, it was just super cool because I felt like we talked more about music. We didn't even talk about jiu-jitsu. You know, we just talked about music. And I felt like Eddie, I could connect with him like that. I felt like I knew him. And I, I felt like and, that energy. And he music. likes music, man. He loves music, he and I love music, music. too. So. The, the crazy part about it is we listen to a lot of the same music, you know, like the Depeche Mode and all that stuff. So it was easy to, to talk to him, you know what I'm saying? Like, we didn't talk about you too. We were, you, like, more like You guys met friends. him. He already had that short hair. No, he had long hair. Longer like, hair. Long hair a little bit. stuff. we knew, obviously. Uh, it was longer. Yeah, it was longer. It was longer. It was way longer. longer. I convinced him to cut a little. <laughs> So we always knew about Eddie and, uh, you know, we knew a little bit about him right when we started Templar and we started doing a lot more research and I just wasn't sure what was going to, you know, if we we're going to click or not. But the first day we met, just felt like family. He's a great guy, man. He really He's is. He's a great guy. And I remember, I'm not sure which year, but right on the beginning of you guys journey into Jiu-Jitsu, you saw you guys training, competing, fighting. It's like, John, John. You don't understand. You have to make people dance. You have to make them break dance. Man. <laughs> Those guys get so good so quick. And it's based, and evidently the desire of you guys to do that and the body coordinations that you guys already had, awesome. which for a lot of people take quite some time. Yes. Right. And you guys in a very short time just boom. I feel like uh, dancers are like super athletes. Still, people don't really understand what they do. Breakdancing is still very underrated. Barely this year, they're getting like a big break because they got accepted into the Olympics. I saw that, oh, which would cool. be amazing, right? man. I'm surprised they got accepted into the Olympics before jiu-jitsu, you know, which is weird. I expected jiu-jitsu to be there first. I wonder, you I, know, I, I think jiu-jitsu jiu is very similar to judo, yeah, yeah. Right. which is what holds jiu-jitsu, I believe, I not to be that. part of the Olympics. I can see that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And judo's been around forever, and jiu-jitsu just became now. Big, yeah. So, yeah, like, I think b-boying is cool how it's, it's now being showcased in a bigger stage because there's a lot of great athletes that come from the 
b-boy community to never get any kind of recognition or any kind of shine because the end game for b-boy and breakdancing is not, there's nothing left at the end even when you reach the best of the best fairly now they're starting to be like world-class competitions but there's only like a handful of people they can actually make a career through dancing it's really tough so it's really a weird sport that i see a lot of greats a lot of talented legends never go past N never get it, the right. exposure that they would deserve, say deserve I, I believe because yeah, it, I it's not it easy it's really not easy like there's no there's no retire like there's no i can't retire as a dancer like yeah. oh I, i'm gonna retire at this age just like what how do you make money after that like there's you have to have a really good plan you have to have yeah it has to be very weird like like there, there's different things that you could do you know that you, you could become a teacher but, but you guys well, realize so. that through the involvement with jiu-jitsu you guys helped the dance because you guys in a way called so much attention like how sure. how this guy in a couple of years doing sure. all of this well, where does that come from you know i see a lot of a lot of dancers starting to do jujitsu as well you know and and some of them do very well you know and i feel at first you know when we're in the break dancing community our crew was like how eddie bravo and ten planet is back in the day in the jujitsu community you yeah. know like kind of like they they saw some talent some good stuff but it was like something new that they're kind of like the bad guys they didn't really want to accept that first you know what i mean yeah. something different the first nogi school you know what i mean so i think uh and break dancing b-boying we're kind of the first one of the first crews that kind of stepped out of the stereotype cookie cutter hip-hop look you know like the stereotype hip-hop and i think is i mean who are we to judge people right but that's you what's crazy I mean? that's what's crazy about certain scenes you know like people want things to be a certain way that they can't let you be a little different because it's it, when you're different they're like whoa like slow down you but know, the they best part of you. the world is the difference between everybody exactly. which makes a much better flavor exactly and that, that, that was our battle and dancing in the b-boy community that's how that's what we always argued like that was our argument when we we're dancing people say that we weren't enough <clears throat> foundation enough traditional we were something different they're like oh you guys are not b-boys because you guys don't look like them or you guys don't do the same steps they do so we got a lot of hate from it in the b-boy community but once we started doing jiu-jitsu and doing well the b-boy community adopted us again and they're like oh we love you guys you guys came from us you guys are you guys are b-boys so they kind of they kind of accepted us afterwards yeah. <laughs> after, <laughs> we came, yeah. after we could choke them out <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a good way to hey remember me yeah. but but it's true. we were crazy though we were kind of crazy when we were younger in the b-boy community because we wanted to be like we wanted to go against the the grain we wanted to go against what was the typical stereotype b-boy crew want to be different you know but people didn't like that we did we wanted to be the anti-villains it was fun man, it's in jiu-jitsu to have a different game right you know what i mean and then going into jiu-jitsu we approached it differently you know we we learned a lot we did a lot of mistakes in the b-boy community that allow us to be better off in the jiu-jitsu jiu community and, and it's weird because we even talked about that this morning like it, it was like we all Jiu-Jitsu almost passed us by time-wise, right? Because we came at a, at the perfect time. Like we came right before the EBI number one was gonna happen. Like before we, Metamora. Before Metamora. Like like we were barely coming up when all that stuff was barely happening. So I feel that we came at the perfect time. I feel we would have came a little bit later. Things might have been a little bit different. You know, like not only because of the tournaments that we're doing, but also because of the age. You know what I'm saying? No, mm -hmm. no. Let me ask you because both of you guys are in a very similar situation. What was the change for you once you become a martial artist? What did you feel? First, you became as a competitor, as a student. What was that first impact for you guys? Man, my first competition, my 10th competition. What was building up inside of you as a more confident, you know, and I'm going for, uh, we all have to deal with our fears when you go to those events. Oh, I don't, I'm not afraid. No, you learn how to, deal with but we all have our thoughts our challenge how was that for you guys at the moment to get involved in the martial arts for, for, for me it gave me a lot of confidence you know what I'm saying I mean, it made me it made me feel more comfortable at, like just in general just as a person you know what i'm saying like you live every day to day but jujitsu being there it humbles you it, it makes you feel like like you know anything's possible when, when i'm here like doing 
jujitsu every single day, getting choked out every day, like it humbles you, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And it makes you feel a little more comfortable when you're out there in the world, you know? Like it gives you, a, a, like it makes me walk better, talk better, like it makes me feel better, you know what I'm saying? So it gave me a, 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 a comfort, you know? And it wasn't like a fake comfort, it was like a realistic comfort. Like I really felt comfortable in my own skin for sure. Like that, when I did jujitsu, that, that, that everything I ever doubted in myself, like it kind of like changed that. You know? Because you see also in jiu-jitsu, like you just mentioned in the, in the dancing world, a lot of different people. For sure. <laughs> yeah. And you can't, you can't be fake on, on the <laughs> mat. No, it's you the most can't, honest no. thing you'll ever it, do. You can't be fake. You cannot be you fake. Show, Everything you that happens you show is who real. you really are. Exactly. Exactly. I, I feel like for me it was more of a, you know, it gave me a reality check. Like, gave me guidance to what I wanted to become and who I wanted to become. Because I was, in a sense, kind of lost. I was partying a lot. I take care of my body, my mind. I had a lot of, you know, demons inside myself that I had to deal with and confront. And I was just avoiding a lot of those things because I was just partying and trying to just live life, like, as fast as I can. And I see a lot of my friends, you know, that went the other route that didn't come out, you know, the other side, the good side. They ended up going the other side and messing up their whole lives, you know. And I felt I could have went down that road, too, because I just didn't have anything motivating me. I didn't have anything. Dancing wasn't like that. Dancing didn't make me want to become a, you know, take care of my body, take care of myself. At least not back then. It was more about, like, just have fun and, and party and dance, whatever, try to get girls. But jiu-jitsu was different. Jiu-jitsu was more humbling. It made me realize that I didn't want to be who I was. I wanted to be something different, something that people could respect and look up to. You know, and that's really who I was meant to be. I was always, like, meant to be this person. I just had to have... A reason and a purpose and I feel jiu-jitsu gave me that reason and purpose just to become a better person really. I, I tell people that jiu-jitsu is not only martial arts. Jiu-jitsu is a way for you to see life with better eyes yep. and I think you guys turn into see life like whoa I didn't know that's life the best way to put that, yeah. all, all of these are there I didn't know that that's and deep I think right there. that's that's what it makes all of us to go and discipline and and know the responsibility become responsible because if you want to be a champion you have to have a discipline for sure oh, and yeah. if you have discipline in your life you make anything happen you can't be drinking every day and then going to practice the next day try to be the best guy you know because the best guy is eating super clean taking care of his diet you know taking care of his sleep taking care of everything you can to be the champion so if you're not doing everything it takes then you're just going to be just a casualty like a, you know just a normal grappler i want to be the best i want to be on top i want to be someone that gets respect in you know the biggest tournaments and i want to win these tournaments I knew how to sacrifice all these bad habits, and it was worth it, you know, because it made me a better person. But it wasn't easy. A lot of people don't want to sacrifice, you know, their lifestyle. They're like, whoa, I'm going to change. I'm not going to be able to hang out with this person or this person's not going to think I'm fun or whatever. But who cares about them? It's more about your inner battle, your journey. And for me, it felt like it was the right thing, and I, I, I'm super grateful that I did that decision, honestly. Super grateful because who knows what, what would have happened. And like I said, we have friends that were, they went the wrong, the, the opposite route. They started know? with us in jiu-jitsu and some of them went the wrong route. And it hurts to even think about that. But I always like to almost like do my best for them too. You know what I mean? Because I know what they could have done and these decisions they could have made, they could have made their life better. I want to live the best I can for them. You know, like I said, I have friends and that are not here a with lot us. Of, a lot know? of people might not say it to you guys, but by watching you guys every step change their lives. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people, they don't want to say, well, I was wrong and you're right. No. But they're watching and see it. And you guys inspire people, even without knowing the people that you guys inspire. They're looking all at you guys. Please. In this competition world, is that any kind of a matches that you guys had that mark you like, man, it was a turning point for me. And I felt amazing that day. And you guys have several for yeah, everything that I saw. Yeah. So, I mean? so, so for me as a white belt, I, I never even won one match. Like I lost all my matches. I won zero matches as a white belt. And it almost kind of pushed me to a, to a sense that I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't think I want to do jujitsu no more. You know, like it's not for me. Like I'm not a competitor. But I didn't understand that there's more to being a competitor in jujitsu. But at that moment, I was like, well, I'm, I compete in breakdancing my whole life, and now I'm trying to compete in jujitsu, and I, I, I'm not very good at comp competing here. You know, like I'm so good competing here, and I suck competing here. Like, how is this possible? But 
um, before I knew it, I, I got I got my blue belt. And when I got my blue belt, something changed. And I feel that what changed was that it wasn't just me believing in myself. It's like now I know that somebody else believes in me as well. You know what I'm saying? And it gave me kind of like, like, man, like, like I want to make sure that I don't let them down as well. You know, I don't want to let myself down, but I don't want to let them down either. It's so easy to let myself down. You, you know, you could fail and be like, it's okay, and then just keep it in your head. Yeah. But when somebody else is like really believes in you, you're like, man, like, like I, I want to do good for that guy. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that was when I got my blue bow, that kind of changed my perspective. It's like, man. And then after that, I didn't lose for a while, man. Like, like I, I went on a really good winning streak. And, um, you know, I, I'll lose like here and there, like a match for a point or something. But I really didn't feel no, that I lost till I, I was like a brown I don't belt. think you ever lost. I think we always learn. Yeah, exactly <laughs> you that, you know. So I went from like blue belt to like brown belt, went EBI one came around and I ended up losing in the finals of EBI one, you know, to Gary Tonin. And, um, you know, it, I had a good run and, and, and I think that, that just getting my blue belt kind of gave me that extra confidence. Like, it's not just me. It's like, there's other people that believe in me. So working a little bit harder. You finals at EBI as a brown belt. Like you're still a brown belt. Yeah, I was still too. a brown belt. Yeah. And like, that was only like two and a half years of you training. Yeah, yeah that's wild. So I was, I was training for two and a half years and, and I also had, during this time of, of, of me, for, from, from blue belt to, to brown belt, I also fought like 10 MMA fights, you know? So, and I ended up winning all of them. And then um, um, when I- You were I, the tough enough champion. Yeah, yeah. And then when I, when I when I actually, like I lost twice, but that was later after my jujitsu um, career blossomed and stuff like that, so. I felt like my, one of my, um, I guess when I felt official that I broke through the scene was when I won the ADCC trials. I felt like before that, everybody think, damn, Gio got his black belt from Eddie Bravo in three and a half years. He's not a real black belt. Like, they're not real jiu -jitsu. He, he asked me, and uh, what do you think? I said, man, are they that, are they good? I have no idea, Ginger. Because until then, I, I did not meet you guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then he said that he we spoke about it. He's like, man, those guys are really good. He told me he didn't want to give it to me, but he just felt he had to. That's why he said, I don't want to give you this belt. I don't ever promote people this early, but I just feel it's right, you know. And I want the Gracie Nationals right before that or whatever. And he's like, he's always promoting people after they win the. I won the black belt division as a uh, brown belt, and he's just like, I guess he he promotes people after they win that tournament uh, back then. Not anymore, but uh, I think when I got promoted, I got a bunch of hate. Kind of from some people, so I have oh, to. Oh, welcome to our world. Yeah. So I was like, there you go. That's my welcoming to a black belt. I got to make sure I make noise. Because I feel I always want to make Eddie Bravo and you and the, the team are, are the people we come up from. I want to make everyone look good, you know, or people that come before us. So I just didn't want to have that negative energy towards Eddie. So I always when I compete, I'm like, I'm going to make Eddie look good. I'm about to show everybody what's up. And we went to do the trials in, in the East Coast trials, and I ended up winning all my matches by submissions. In less than like four minutes or three minutes every match. I have five matches. I ended up winning all of them. And that after that, people were like, okay, hey, who's, who's this guy? Who's this guy, yeah. guy for real? He's okay, yeah, I, guess. I guess. And I went to the finals and I made it top four in Brazil. In, right? in Brazil. I made it to top four in Brazil my first my first uh, year as a black belt. You know what I mean? And that was the first time I ever lost there, but it was like the best experience of my life. I remember. Just uh, making it the second day to ADCC is like such a big accomplishment because you see all the best of the best. Everybody's there, and it's very intimidating. And it's my, you know, my pretty much fourth year of training jiu-jitsu, and I just see all these legends. Everybody in there getting pumped up, and I'm just like, oh, dude, like questioning myself, do I belong here? And in the first match, I end up going against the we're in Brazil, and I end up going against the Brazilian champion, you know, which was uh, Alexander Vieira, I think his name was, and um. It was the first match, and Brazil's already like, they don't like me. They don't want me to win. <laughs> I already feel like, ooh, boo, Gio, boo. You know, and I was like, and I was like, this is Brazil. And he's like, you're in Brazil, you know, you're in Brazil now. Let's go. And that, that, there were some Mexican fans that yeah. was that made it even better. Cause yeah, they're Mexican. They're like, vamos, Gio. You know, because I'm Mexican, so the Mexican fans were they know what's up. They were giving us love, so I kind of felt good. They were loud. You know, Mexican people get loud too, so they were loud. And um, my first match, it was just. Probably the craziest match I had because it just all the energy, all the excitement, all the emotions came out, and we went to overtime. I ended up like having a good submission on him, but I couldn't finish. We went to overtime, and I was super tired because I tried to finish the submission and it burned me out. You know, I thought I could finish, but he didn't tap. He was tough, 
So when we went to overtime, we had to wrestle. If you pull guard, you lose points. ADCC, I didn't want to pull guard. We started wrestling. And I'm not known for wrestling, but I have like two moves, you know, that I like to hit. I don't want a nice arm drag. Took his back. He tried to roll over. I ended up getting a back triangle, and I won the my first match in ADCC finals like that. And I couldn't walk to Eddie. I was trying to walk to Eddie, and I just like I was about to throw up. And he's like, "Don't throw up here in front of the Brazilians. Don't throw up here." Hold on. He's like, "Go to the bathroom." I was like, and then I went to the bathroom, and, and uh, I think I threw up a little bit. And he's like, "Remember this feeling? I don't ever want to see you like this after uh, a match. Remember this feeling." So every time I uh, I train with Eddie, he always tells me to remember that feeling when I was really tired in Brazil and wanted to like quit. You know, it sucks, so I always train extra hard so I don't feel that feeling ever again. And through this whole process of you guys becoming students, getting to the fighting world, now you guys are also instructors. You guys own your own school. How was that transition for you to be in both sides? You, you, you know, How does that work for you? For, 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 for my whole, like since I started jiu-jitsu, I've always wanted to be the best in the world, you know, but as time came along, like, like I started becoming more of an instructor and I felt that that was very powerful. Now I want the same things that I've kind of accomplished for my students to accomplish, you know, that, that, that'll give me the, the biggest joy, I guess I would say, you know, so every opportunity that they get that I've gotten before, it makes me so proud. Like, like now it just, for, for, for me, it's, it's making sure that my students get to have everything that I've had in jujitsu. Like that's my biggest goal now. Like, you know, that's, that's what makes me the proudest, you know, like just see them come up, seeing them do certain tournaments. I'm like, that's what it's about. Like that gives me the most joy. Even when I was a competitor, I'm, I still compete, but even at my prime of competing, like when I was like killing it, killing it, like, like that was fun and that was exciting, but man, seeing my students do the same thing that yeah, I did, yeah. that's way more exciting. That, that makes me so like much. In a way, they all are our kids. I know. <laughs> you know they're older than you and they all are our kids. For and sure. we see them For growing sure. up I, in the sport. I kind of tell them like uh, the black belt, they, you know, they'll ask, you know, what, is it, what does it mean to you? And it's like the black belt just meant I didn't give up on myself. For sure, for sure. But now sitting across from you guys as a teacher means I'm not going to give up on you. For sure, for sure. You know, and that's the best feeling in the world when you, can, when you can make an impact. What I was going to say real quick earlier, because conversation's going so good, um, what I'm getting out of this more than anything else, you two kind of, it resonates a lot with me because, as you know, my brother's here. Um, I started jujitsu first and through jujitsu because my brother, we were kind of going on separate paths with right. our life and it brought him back to me. That's dope. And I, and I credit the art, like, you know, the, the, the jujitsu is many things, but it's, Jay, it's he's a make, connector. He's making a mean face, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. Same thing with my brother. Look, you guys, man, yeah. you're, look how close you are and look what you're building together. You could, you could have gone completely, you know. And well, here, here's like a personal story behind that. Yeah. How, how was that? Yeah. Go ahead. Go personal ahead. story to uh, me and Richie, you know, like, like I said, we were at a point in our lives that we were both kind of struggling uh, physically, mentally, just kind of like lost, we were living out. at my grandma, she had a house in the back. You know, me and Richie were staying there with a couple of our friends that were in our dance crew. Like we didn't, like we're sharing a, like a room pretty much and- It's smaller than a studio. And we are just like over each other. We just like, we just needed, we didn't want to be around each other no more. And me and Richie just bumped heads a lot and we ended up getting in a big fight, like a physical fight. And uh, that week he moved away and we we're just kind of like, bitter with each other in, in a weird way. It was like the only time in our life that I remember us being like mad at each other yeah. and like not resolving it. Just like, we're like, we're mad at each other. This is the way it's gonna be forever. Like, I don't care anymore. But then, like I, like I said, when he came down for the holiday, I just had to share like jujitsu. I just had to show him that. And I kind of like humbled myself and I was like, who cares that we got in a fight? I'm just happy to see him. I want him to know about this thing that I'm super excited about. And, uh, you know, we wrestled, we played around, and I think he took it good. He was like, we kind of, you know, we started talking about... Could have gone bad. It could have gone bad. like, what is that movie you tried on me? You know, like, but ended up, he ended up being really cool, and it kind of just broke the ice and made us kind of, like, connect again. So you saying that is very similar, because I always think about that. Like, what if I never would have, like, talked to him about jiu-jitsu? Will we ever, you know, catch that relationship that we you know, kind of broke a little bit. And now Jiu-Jitsu was the one that patched it. Yeah, yeah. Look, the, the best friends you make in your life if you train in a Jiu-Jitsu school sure. will be inside of the school. For sure. 
You know, 100%. that's the people that you can count on any time. Yeah. A lot of people say, you know, uh, uh, old school uh, things that I feel a lot of people say that I don't like about jujitsu. They say, like, the more students, the more problems. You know, that's what I, I hear people say that. I'm like, why? It's probably I, because their school is not doing good. That's what I feel like. Yeah, like, the more yeah. students, how is that more problems? To me, it's like the more students, You're making the more, more friends. The more You're making more friends. More You're making more champions. The more energy. Exactly. You know I mean? that, that, that's what I think. The more, the better. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, I, want, I want my gents to be, you go in there, there's always, it's like uh, how Bill, our, uh, one of our uh, business mentor always tells us, he's like, when you go into a bar, when we walk into a bar, if no one is there, Drink it. Nobody wants to go sit there. And you know, you're gonna open the door and be like, "Oh, nobody's yeah. here." You that's leave. Why? Why? People like that's that's exactly like a gym. If yeah. you go to a gym and you open the door and nobody's there, you're gonna leave. You're like, "I don't want to like, be here." It's you like you're gonna go and see a football game, right? For no, sure. No, no, no crowds. People, that's exciting. Nobody that's there. What you want. And once you walk in, it's a lot of people. That energy. Why do you think people say that though? More students, more problems. Do you think like a lot of people and have a hard time being able to? delegate a bunch of students or i think it's leadership yeah. i think i think they view it like a like a like a, like the, the students like a spreadsheet yeah because right. you just want to build just get them in there and then let it let it all sort itself out but i think if you invest yourself in each one and you and, start and, to plant those seeds you you do have to manage because some sure. people like what and, are we what are we trying to do we're trying to empower for sure, people for sure and some people you know it's not meant for everybody so yeah. some people just like can be with a big group and be be normal be neutral you know what i'm saying and i feel that, that they're scared that they're gonna lose student or like my, my students don't like it because of this is like but not everybody's gonna like it every like i feel like even for me like every student that starts with me is not gonna end with me it's not gonna yeah. get a black belt yeah. i want them to but it doesn't mean it's gonna happen you know what i'm saying and i feel that people say that because of that reason as well they're like well i lose students and my students get mad at me like it's like but it happens you know what i'm saying like hey, look we, we're dealing with human being, and sometimes you don't know what is behind that human being on their everyday life, you right. know? And uh, what Jiu-Jitsu does is Jiu-Jitsu gives them an opportunity to improve themselves in their lives. Some people don't want that. They had their chance, they're exposed to the best thing they could do in their life. And we know friends that did not follow you For guys, sure. you look at back and say, man, they could be doing right sure. now with us and even be part owners of our for school. For sure, for sure. But they chose their way. a different route, yeah. And that, that's a perfect example, you know. I could be a perfect example. We are perfect examples because we had people that had opportunities, like you said, a chance. That's what it is. Jiu-Jitsu is just a chance. You can take the chance and do whatever you want with that chance. You know, and um, some people just don't take the chance. Jiu-Jitsu brings people together. 100%. Think about it. It really does. Bar, you choke, <laughs> foot lock, you smash someone on the end of the train, man, thank you, I love you. For sure. Shake hands and go. I met people in jiu-jitsu that would never talk to me in real life. You know what I mean? Like, people that I would never come across, maybe. People that, you know, maybe some guys that just, we don't have things in common, right? At least I think we don't have things in common. And jiu-jitsu, that guy ends up becoming one of my best friends. We end yeah. up becoming family. I would have never went out of my way to talk to this person, but the fact that Jiu-Jitsu puts us in this room, this room where we're all locked in, this room, you it know what I mean? It brings people together. It really yeah. does. Bring it really together. does, and it, it challenges you too to be open and be in that environment. You have to open up though too, except for, for you to get stuff from Jiu-Jitsu, you have to open up too. And on all this development on you guys, starting Jiu-Jitsu, competing, how and when that happened, you guys officially opened your own school. Yeah. Like, wow, how was that feeling for you? Like, man, a few years back, I was sharing a room with my friends behind my grandma's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, here I am with this, I don't know how many thousand square feet <laughs> school yeah. with a few hundred people here. How was that? So, 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 so for me, like, like, like I, I always think back of, of how my life was going to versus how it is now. And, you know, you could always argue like that 10 year picture where it's like, how was it? How is now? Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And it's like, but I don't see it like in a picture verse. I, I think it's in a mental verse. You know what I'm saying? Like, like my life was so much different and I, I feel I had no direction. Like, like I was living paycheck to paycheck. And, and even when I found jujitsu, I didn't know that that was going to change. I did it because I loved it and I had so much fun. You know what I'm saying? And, and I feel that. 
that's one of the bigger reasons why I was successful because I wasn't doing it to make money. I wasn't yeah. doing it to the, I was doing it because I, I like hanging out with my brother. I like hanging out with my friends. And, and, and it gave me a purpose to wake up in the morning. It's like, dude, I'm going to have some more fun. You know, it's like, it gave me a reason to even move back to San Diego. You know what I'm saying? Like, which is where I'm originally from. Now I get to live closer to my family, but I get to do jujitsu at the same time, you know? So, so it gave me so many different reasons. But, you know, when I was going to open up Tennis Planet San Diego, it, it was, it was kind of, me and my, my girl, my girlfriend at the time, wife now, um, she, she, um, we, we decided to move away for a little bit. We're like, well, I want to open up a school in San Diego. What do we, like, where's our favorite place in the world? And we really enjoy Chicago. So we moved out there for like nine months, literally saved a bunch of money, moved to San Diego. When we decided to come back, I knew that I was going to open up a school. When I was about to open up a school, I was still brown belt, and I was kind of trying to get Eddie, like I was talking to him a little bit and how nervous I was, especially like, you know, you have legends in San Diego, you know what I'm saying? You, ha you have legends that they have big schools already. So I was like, why would anybody want to train with me? And he's like, trust me, you have the right attitude, you have the right personality, you have the right skills, and some of these people are going to want to come to you. And I was like very kind of like, uh, I don't know, I don't know. So I ended up um, teaming up with, with my um, business partner, which which has helped us crazy, Bill. Like, and um, he's all like, hey, well, you know, you could you could teach your programs here and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, cool. And I only, they only had a slot at 6 a.m. and I could only teach three times a week. And it went from like two students one week to like 10 the next, to 20, to 30, to like, yo, I need better classes, bigger classes. So around that time, that's when we we're like, well, do you want to make it a tennis plan at school? We'll go, we'll, we, you know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll become partners in the school and, you know, just come teach. That's the facility I went. Yes, the, the first one. Yes, the first it, one. it was like more like a fitness gym, isn't it? Yeah, so on With one side, on one, we have two big rooms. One of them is like a, a kickboxing, boxing, and strength and conditioning room. The other is just all mats. So it's two big rooms, you know? And then... um. I was I was very nervous, you know. Autos has the big, you know, one of the biggest programs, and they're right there, not too far from me, you know, a few miles away from me. And I was like, very nervous, and um, I'm like, I'm only a brown belt, nobody's gonna want to come. And I was already kind of picking up students, but I'm like, it's not gonna get bigger than this. And then um, he gave me my black belt the day we had a grand opening. That that was when I received my black belt, and um. You know, I, I never thought that I would be able to get as many students as I've gotten now. But it's not about. It is a lot of students, guys. <laughs> I've been in their schools, yeah. and it's 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 a big school, but it feels like small because yeah. a lot of people everywhere. Yeah, and it's busy. amazing, and, man. And, and it's one of those things. It's not about. It's about the, the 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 connection that you have with people. It's not about you know you could be a good teacher and still not have no students. You could have you could be a great competitor and still not have no yeah. students. It's about how you connect with your students. The environment that you guys create, it's 100%, incredible. One hundred percent, one hundred percent, and honestly, it goes back to our relationship. Yeah, that's what we try to give to people. Like what you see with me and Gio is what we try to give to every single one of our students because they're watching we, you. We try we try to give them like a real friendship like we're not faking it like if you're my if if i see you on the mats and you're talking to me do you're my friend like i treat you like my brother like my sister like nothing else you know so i feel that that has helped me develop the kind of school that we have and that's what made me i mean once i opened up the school it just my life changed from living paycheck to paycheck to like now nah, i own my own house now nah, you're saying like like we're comfortable uh, you know i mean you have to, a good life you yeah, know? i'm able to provide for you, my family yeah, you, yeah. you're yeah. proving of uh everything's possible if you believe in yourself yeah and uh, man like like when we like i mean as and i mean jujitsu gives you a different view of life 100 percent, man like as as kids like we lived in south central la like before we moved to san diego we lived in south central la single mom you know what I'm saying like lived in the back house like like drive-bys all the time like it was very bad for us like we didn't know what was right or wrong when it came to violence guns everything like that once we moved to san diego my mom was just working two times like two jobs every day and it's just like to to go from that to like being able to like take live, care of her now huh? take care of her now yeah, like yeah, it's like it's yeah. special you know and yeah. jujitsu did that you know and, and and like i said it's something that we'll never take for granted man jujitsu definitely like gave us a better life so I think that me and Richie were always kind of like natural to us was being able to bring a team together, a crew, because of our dancing background. We always had a big crew, the Freak Show. That's where we come from. That's our family. That's what gave us our image. We were the freaks. And we built that through the breakdancing community because we had to build a, a crew to battle with, you know, a family. 
So we brought that similar energy also to jiu-jitsu. We wanted to build that family, and I felt me and Richie were always naturally good at that. We just know how to connect. We just like to you, connect. You guys, in a way, a lot of people trying to do that, to translate that friendship, that brotherhood that you guys have into the school, not everybody succeed. Right. And you guys did in, a, in an amazing way Guys still hang out together. Yeah. Now I can see every time I see you guys, I can tell it's a pure love among yeah. you guys. You guys are there for each other. I mean, and the amazing thing now is you guys are in a position to give back to so many other people. You guys creating now champions under you guys. Yeah, yeah that's you know true. I mean? we, we have a lot of guys that are coming up right now. They're doing really well in the circuit, really dedicated, and they represent us really well. So we're really proud of those guys too, you know, not just our, our accomplishment, but the people around us what they're doing what they're creating they're superstars themselves too you know we got guys like ricky pj we got keith, keith Alex, a bunch of guys yeah. are kyle these guys are like studs and you guys building also mma fighters yeah right, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 we yeah. got a couple of champions up there you know richie's a lima Lima's yeah, girl you know mcfarlane you know bellator fighter bellator champion was bellator champion like and she came from literally like white belt on the mat and then you know now Here she's a brown go, belt man. world wow. champion you know so it's it's amazing man and what what is that passion with disneyland tell me rich <laughs> so so disneyland is a little it's, it's, it's a, a kind of funny story because it's, it's kind of like um one of those things it's like it's something that we used to do growing up you know what I'm saying it's like really nostalgic once a year my mom would take us to disneyland. once a year my, like my whole family my grandpa my, my 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 grandma my mom that we would pack up a van and we would just go to disneyland once a year like when we were little like 20 people in a van yeah <laughs> but it was like i've done that with my family yeah, yeah. Too, it was yeah. our family trip you know and then um you know one, one day um we were my friends like hey i got free tickets to disneyland you guys want to come and we went and when I felt when I went there, it reminded me of my grandpa and like how how we used to go. And it's just like just walking in there, like everybody's just happy all the time. So it's like the happiness is contagious right yeah. off the bat, right? Like it's like you cannot be sad being there. You step in there, everybody's so happy, and you're just like, how am I smiling right now? Like you know, so it gave me a nostalgic kind of like vibe, you know. And it's like, but it's, but you know what? It's I will tell you right now. I see in your eyes what I see in my kid. <laughs> I will tell why because like she loves she <laughs> loves she loves Disneyland because it brings her some of the best moments of her life sure. with the family for sure and you want to continue to cultivate and keep that yeah one hundred percent and that's exactly it you know like it, it all, when I will go there like it just reminded me it reminds me of my like being with my family there like I do things and I'm like oh damn like I'll, I'll even think about it and I'll even say it out loud I'm like dude my mom used to like we used to take pictures with this every single time with that Indian guy you know what I'm saying like, like stuff like that and I'm just like and now like like, we're like I mean before the, the pandemic and all that stuff before the COVID stuff um, like like we would go for, for Christmas I would take the whole family like my mom my brother my sister my niece my nephew I would buy us all tickets to go to Disneyland just cause like I love being there with my family you know so that's why we, we, we would go there and it just kind of gives that me that that is awesome that man. family that is awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what happens when you know these uh, kids never have money have some kind of money they go to Disneyland every day <laughs> that's what he spends his money on is, man I, I, I'm from another country I used yeah. to see Disney on TV yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. suddenly I'm, I'm looking around like my growing up I used to go to Carnival. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, real. Yeah, yeah. Not Disneyland. Yeah, 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 My yeah. kids grew up to Disneyland <laughs> in the backyard. It's like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. What is going on? Yeah. It's <laughs> awesome. awesome. Yeah, like, and, and, you know, just to make a circle, a full circle around it, like, even though me and Richie wanted to have our own gym together, we ended up having two different gyms. Yeah. You know, Templar and San Diego, Templar and Ocean You guys are multiplying. Right. I remember when I mentioned my brothers, hey, I want to move out and open a school. You're dividing? I said, no, 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 I'm multiplying. Right. If you have 200 people here, now we're gonna have 200 more people over there. Exactly. Know what I mean? There's no need for both of us be here all day. No, exactly. you know what I mean? Yeah. And I had a chance to be in both of you guys' schools. I felt such an incredible energy. A lot of people, and I mean, that tells a lot by the instructors that the school has. How you will guys, love the seminar. Oh, they yeah, loved your seminar. We're still talking about it. But you guys, you guys have together make like an incredible team, you know? Thank you, thank you. It's not only that Jiu-Jitsu brought you guys into this world, but now you guys are giving that world back to so many other people. And I have a, yeah, a couple more questions for you yeah, guys. Of course, of course. I want to ask you, Rich, first, who is Rich Martinez? 
Who is the boogeyman? So, so, so literally the boogeyman was given to me by him, you know, and it was because I've always been a fan of like horror movies, monsters, stuff like okay. that, you know, it, it was something that I grew up, but that also matches with like boogie, you know, saying like dancing, you know, saying, so it just made sense to kind of connect that thing. So that was my dancing name as a, a, a my dancing name and still my, my nickname. Um, but, you know, growing up, I was a kid that was like really into like, punk rock and like, you know, just trying to find myself, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like growing up, I was like this little punk rocker kid that like, like new wave as well, but also break dance. Like, so it was like a multi-genre kind of person. And I just love things that made me happy, you know, like this and what I'm saying, obviously, <laughs> but I, I just, I just love being happy. And I, I don't like being like, like, like if I'm, If you're gonna judge me because of the way that I dress, the way that I look, like I'm fine with that. Like that doesn't bother me none, you know. I just for me it's being myself and I want to express myself as much as possible. You know, nobody's whether you like it or not, I'm gonna express myself. Like so it's like it doesn't bother me none, you know. And growing up I did that and and, and even in high school, you know, you could even ask Gio, like I was a kid that was like really into comics I, i still am you know like like and i was just hanging out with the kids that would be called nerds the yo-yo kids they would always get picked on and i'd be like hey stop that and i'd be like okay they no, that's your friend so i was never like in the in crowd i was always in the the misfit crew you know like the misfit kids you know what I'm saying the kids that nobody really hung out with the kids that used to get picked on and i was literally the guy that would protect them you know what i'm saying so it's like growing up i just like what I liked and it's like you couldn't I wasn't trying to like impress people I, I, that's never been my thing so Boogeyman Richie Martinez is really just kind of like almost like a misfit but with the crew you know what I'm saying like like I have my people around me and, and whether you like me or not like I'm just gonna be myself you know I've never faked who I was I've always expressed myself to the fullest and you know the funny thing is you mentioned misfit I think now it's so many people that fit in your school from mm -hmm. all different For sure. colors, backgrounds, whatever. Exactly. I, mean, I, I think that misfit worked out pretty well for, <laughs> for you. For sure, 100%. Because now you have so many people there from all backgrounds. All forms of life, yeah. And that's what the whole idea of martial arts. And, 100%. Uh, I touched that to yourself. It became a successful combination. For sure, uh, for sure. Thanks, brother. Gio, who is... Gio Martinez, I would say Giovanni, is that correct? Yeah, yeah Giovanni Martinez. And I heard, I heard that Freakazoid, you like cartoons or well, Freakazoid used to watch? Freakazoid growing up uh, was a cartoon that we just watched. But like, I used to always argue with Richie. We used to always fight over TV. <laughs> always want to watch Freakazoid. He's like, you know, he just started calling me Freakazoid and that became my nickname. We just, we just named each other after stuff that we just... Liked, liked when we were younger because when we give nickname to someone is because we like that person yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no way to make anybody feel no. bad it's just it's, it's in a loving way yeah. yeah yeah i love the cartoon i was i like the energy freakazoid had he always because he was a nerd but then when he uh went freak on he became a freak you know but by day he was just like a nerdy guy and that's how i feel like i am you know gio martinez i you know i could be shy but i could also be like a people's person you know i'm a little bit of everything i'm super competitive I, I, I love to compete a lot. That's always been part of my nature, even though, you know, I know life is, you're gonna win some, you're gonna lose some. I just love competing. I don't know why. I love challenging myself. I love putting myself in these situations that are not easy. You know, I like testing, uh, testing myself because that's how I become better and that's how I hit another level. You know, me naturally, I want to be known as, you know, an artist. I, I feel like I'm always just trying to express myself through movement and I want to be, Someone to be remembered that's original with, with their art, you know, with my jujitsu, my dancing. I want to be respected for being creative, for being an individual that does things his own way, but still has a strong foundation. You know, I like to follow the rules, but I like to create my own rules along the way as well. You know, I want to be a, 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 a respected coach, but also a respected athlete. You know, my thing is just, I just like to have fun. I just like to have fun. I like to live life. The reason I train jiu-jitsu is because it's fun, really, because it makes me happy. There's no other reason why I do jiu-jitsu. It's just fun. It makes me happy. You're I want to live life like that. You're saying all of this, it feels like you're so far away, but you have to realize that you already done all of that. Yeah. And, you're already, you're all, all that you just said, you're already done. I'm living my life. I I'm just want to make sure life. you keep continuing to do so. <laughs> no, I'm living my best life, and I just want to keep doing who I am and being who I am. And, I don't know, every day I can, I'm a different person. One day I feel one way, the next day I feel a different way. So who knows how I'm gonna feel tomorrow. <laughs> Today all I know is I feel good, 
I'm super happy to get to do jiu-jitsu, and I'm grateful to have a, a good team, good family around me, and I want everyone to live the same life I'm living because it's a good one. Man, it's uh, awesome. I have these two brothers here that together, they accomplished so much, and it's incredible because as you said, you felt misfit for part of your life, and now you realize that you are not the one that was misfit. With all the people surround you, 100%. that could not see the value in these giants that I see here next to me. Man, I, I do appreciate both of you guys. I congratulate you guys for the success on and off the mat. Please do continue to do what you guys are doing to spread this amazing art, to keep pushing the 10th planet being so loyal to Eddie Bravo and making that huge impact in a lot of people's life, not only on yours, in everyone's life. Thank you. Thank, thank you for having thank us. Thank you, man. Yeah, we yeah, really appreciate you guys. guys having us, man. And, you know, these, sto these stories are, are, are created because you, you brought jujitsu. Even though you're far away, you brought jujitsu to our lives because you brought jujitsu to Eddie, you know, and it just, it keeps on going the down, you know. Yeah, so keeps so going. You, you did this, you you did done more in our lives than you you even know. You we know always, so we're always grateful for we're that. We're grateful and for what you've done for we, Eddie and what you've done for us, you know. I do appreciate and, and appreciate even more because you guys continue to do that to other people. And that's, I think it's in a way we realize as we get older, we feel like we have some kind of mission. For sure to continue to do. And you guys are passing that in an incredible way. Thank you, 10th so Planet you, San Diego. 10th yes, yeah, yeah. Planet, I want you guys to give all the locations ten there. 10th Planet Oceanside. 10th Planet San Diego, and then 10th ten, ten Planet Fleet Freaks Worldwide, you know, so we have a lot of guys. We are the Freak we Brothers right here. <laughs> yes, yes, Thanks, guys. I'll give you, see you guys soon next time. Appreciate it, guys. Thank, Thank you. you guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of No by JJ Grappling Incorporated, engineered by Mike Zavalos and sponsored by the Art of Marcel Santos Fine Art Gallery, JJM 3.0 Advanced Online Training, Lutigear, Authority Auto, Body LX360, and Valley Hot Yoga Wellness Center. <laughs>